Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise. We are so glad you could join us. Before we get into prayer, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today and just thank you for giving us the opportunity to fellowship with you, Lord, and that you teach us everything that we know, Lord, and that we can't do anything without you, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for being able to do the impossible things, Lord, so that with you, Lord, that we can do whatever we need to do inside of you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we get back into the Word here in our study of the book of Ephesians. We are in chapter 3, and we'll be continuing our discussion on verses 14 through 21. So whether it's your first time joining us or you're rejoining us, I just want to encourage you to pause the episode now and take the time and opportunity to read that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now the floor is open, as is our custom here, to give each and every one of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions you might have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, honey, honey. Okay. You know, I was looking at the, I'll say, verses 17 through... 17 and 18, um, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and height. Uh, so verse 19 as well, to know the love of Christ, which passage knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And normally when I read that scripture, especially early on, I would focus that love on me. Um, you know, and, and kind of put into that verse to know how much Christ loves me to comprehend the length, the depth and height, and to know the love of Christ for me, which passes, passes my knowledge and understanding. And as I was reading this recently, uh, and also as I've been doing studies in other areas, you know, God is really just expanding to know, um, this verse for me and asking for me to encompass all of his great love. Yes, he loves me deeply. He loves the individual deeply. He loves you singularly deeply. But that's not the limitation of his love, or even I would say the focus of his love. We are included in his love, but all of his love isn't harnessed just for me. Um, but his great love that he has just in general, you know, when you think about First John, what it says, God is love, to, to be loved to that extent that it's the very makeup of who you are goes beyond, I just love one individual. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, Mom. Yes, Mama. So to, to understand God, to receive him in such a way that you see this, I'd say, earthquaking love that is so strong that it makes all of creation shake that comes out of him, that kind of love where he loves everyone all the time, with the same kind of fiery love and passionate love that he has towards um, 
the father has towards the son and the son has the same kind of love towards the father, but all of us are a part of that. That opens your perspective just a little bit differently. At least it does for me. And just brings a different kind of um, mindset because everything God does, it's done from his love. It's not done out of judgment. It's not done out of any other place other than love. And from his love comes righteousness. From his love comes justice. From his love comes discipline, if that's what's needed. But that kind of love that his entire being is comprised of it, and then understanding that helps us welcome and invite and also enjoy the dwelling, the fullness of the Godhead, right? Because that's, that's also what's um, asked for or prayed for in verse 19, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and not just going, oh, sweet kumbaya, you know, you're in me. Okay, great. Now you're here to do what I want, and you're here to make me stronger in doing what I want to do or accomplish my goals, but to go, wait, there's something else that's going on. There's something else that I get to be a part of, and that's everything that the Lord has and is and wants and is doing. Now, now that's working in me, and now that is moving my life, driving me and guiding me. And, you know, I just wanted to share that, get your thoughts on it. Yes, mommy. I'd say I agree with that statement, mommy, about the Lord and how much he loves us is beyond just one person and making the contrast between humans. Sometimes we uh, can only focus on one person or we think that we can, like, for an example, mommy, you there are four of us. You you always tell us that we're loved equally. You didn't go, oh, I love one of you. I can only love one of you, so the other three won't. You just have to scrape around and get what you can find. And just showing the contrast between how humans are in, in the current state and how the Lord is and just understanding that if we want to achieve true greatness, we have to be in him we have to allow him to work through us not like you said mommy trying to use the lord as a power up so we can do whatever we want to do and everybody else is defeated before us but accomplishing great feats in the faith just like the heroes of the faith that we read about in the bible david had a trust in the lord just like we do he had to walk by faith just like we do he needed to be strengthened supernaturally by god just like we do it wasn't different for them then, and it's not different for us now. It wasn't all these other people that we read about in the Bible. They had to live by faith. They had to walk in love. They had to trust the Lord. But the generations now or after after Jesus, you know, ascended back to heaven, you can just do whatever you want to, and the Holy Spirit's going to come and back you. N- no, that's not how that works. And I know in my own life I've tried that and gone, all right, Lord, you bless what I'm about to do. And then I experienced failure, and I wanted to go cry on his robes and go, Jesus, why didn't you help me? But I fail to understand that he, because he loves us so much, because he loves me so much and loves everybody so much, he wasn't going to um, give me supernatural power to commit sin that would hurt myself or others around me. That would mean that he didn't love me and he didn't love anybody else. And that would be contradicting himself, which we know he doesn't do. So Mm -hmm. come back full circle. You have to be in alignment with the lord if you want the lord's results otherwise you're going to get the results that everybody else that doesn't trust the lord gets which the adversary got amen that's a that's an interesting correlation you brought up with david because 
you remember that one thing that was said about him is that David fights the Lord's battles. Mm-hmm. And when he was going to march down and um, give um, Abigail's first husband, Nabal, Nabal a, a good what for? He's going to give him the business, him and his whole household. Exactly. Give him the business. <laughs> yes. Um, what did the wisdom of the Lord speaking through Abigail say? You fight the Lord's battles. Don't let your hands do this thing because clearly that wasn't the Lord's battle. That was David's battle, his flesh battle that he wanted to partake of. But as long as he was walking with what God wanted to do, he was clean in that regard. And um, he had success and victory and he had not brought trouble onto himself. And the Lord kept him. He kept himself from the wicked one and the wicked one touched him not. And um, so that was a, a clear defining line. There was a difference between fighting because that's what the Lord called you to or doing an activity because the Lord called you to it and doing an activity because you want to do it and just say, well, God bless it. You know, David was still strong and, you know, man of war, all those kind of things, but it wasn't the same when he was going to avenge himself versus doing what the Lord, um, a, a God commissioned battle. And even, you know, when, when the sin with Bathsheba came in, clearly God wasn't in that. And, you know, when Uriah was killed, clearly God wasn't in that. And all the harm that that opened, God didn't empower him to do those things. That's not what the Lord was, the anointing was upon him for. That's not what um, he was in the role of being king for, any of those things. But when he swayed out of God's moving because if it was God's will to moving because he felt like it, it did bring trouble for him. And, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I, I love that you, you, I'll say, piggybacked off that, off Layla's comment. But Layla, I love how you started it off because it's, there's a lot of, it's very telling. I'll just say it that way, right? You, you started your statement by saying, I agree with what you say. And, and uh, I'm saying this not to um, condemn you, right? You but stood? how many times have we, misunderstood the Lord's love towards us. Right? You, you yes. said, yes. well, I agree with your statement and then went into a, a natural, right, um, example. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's important to understand this. The love was already there. You had already had the instruction, the wisdom, the knowledge, the counsel, guidance poured into your life of what you should do and how you should carry and conduct yourself, all the things that you should apply to your life. Yes. Right, in the example that you gave. But then you said, well, I want to go do this thing, so Lord bless it. Again, going by the natural example, how many times has there been misunderstanding of the love that's been applied and saying, oh, you're trying to withhold good from me. You're trying to prevent me from this thing, this this experience, whatever it is that I want to do or my flesh wants to do as opposed to just understanding the Lord and how much he loves you. So he's trying to give you everything, not trying, he has already given it, everything you need to keep you from sin and the consequences of sin in your life. They are vast. Yes, Dad. You cannot pull out an abacus and calculate what the penalty or consequence of that sin will be. Yes, Dad. So for us, there's also a... Let's gain understanding of the Lord's love for us. 
Yes, he loves you dearly and deeply. But if we don't understand his love and how much he truly loves us and all the ways he expresses and demonstrates that towards us, it makes it difficult for us to walk together with him, right? How can two walk together unless they agree? But you, for your part, or me, for my part, I have to allow the Lord to teach me and show me those things, right? Isn't that exactly what, as you brought up, David, teach me your ways and your thoughts, right? And yes, he was yes. acknowledging there that his ways were, were not full. He didn't know as much as he thought he might have. He understood that his heavenly father, his heavenly father's ways and thoughts were much higher than his. There were far greater things that the Lord comprehended that David did not yet understand. So I just say this for all of us. Let's seek the Lord to truly, I'll say, allow us to truly understand his love towards us and all the the myriad of ways he demonstrates and shows that to us. Amen. And yes. his love for everyone else. Amen. Because a key component was that God, when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, and Romans 13, 10 says, love does no harm to a neighbor. God is not interested in my, my blessing to your heart, <laughs> your hurt, right? You exactly. know, he doesn't want to make a doormat out of you so I can, I can flourish and succeed. That's not who our God is. He Amen. loves us all equally. And he's able to work all things so that you're loved, I'm loved, whomever's loved, and we're all blessed, but it doesn't mean I'm taking the blessing from you so that I can have it because there's only one. Go ahead, promise. And we also have to realize that the Lord's love for us comes through loving other people as well. It's not just the Lord pouring our, his love towards us in a singular manner. It's also blessing those around us so they can also bless us. Amen. And what that's not is going... Well, Lord, bless this guy so he can give me all his money and doing bad stuff to him or that the Lord's doing good things to others just so you can be benefited. It's also because it's love for them. And as a result, not only are you benefited, but also that person. You cannot see that with the body of Christ. It's You don't get one fat leg, but the rest of the body's skinny. The whole body, when it's big and fat and when it's healthy and thriving then the lake itself and whatever part's going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. When we're flourishing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you mean fat, but healthy. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, like, we, they talk we about the emaciated. fatted calf. Right. You know, like, they don't want just a little skinny one. Exactly. Even though we're, we're not the sacrifice, but we want the body to be healthy and flourishing. We don't want to be malnourished, mm-hmm. uh, skin and bones, because <laughs> that's not right either. Exactly. Pros, were you still going? No, you can go to the house. Well, mommy, as you were talking, you're talking about how we have to understand the fullness of the love of the Lord, and um, you read that God is love. And the Lord was just reminding me of another key component that we have to realize is that with understanding the fullness of God, it's receiving the fullness of God. That's something that we've talked about um, constantly is that we have to be constantly taking everything that the Lord gives us. We can't just say, okay, I want Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, I have no part with you. They mm. come as a package, and that's the, the same as true with the love of God. It's all of them that brings the full love of God with them. It's not just one of them, and it's not just certain actions. That's something that we've been talking about in this particular um, 
section. And how it correlates is that when we're truly receiving all that the Lord has for us, um, including the refinement that as you talk about how we just want to receive the blessings, then we'll understand the love of God because it says that um, the Lord chases those who he loves. Mm -hmm. And when we're too busy thinking and only focusing on one aspect of the Lord, we don't realize how much he truly loves us. We see love from a single um, lens and say, Lord, you don't love me enough because we're missing all the countless ways he shows his love for us in other manners because we're too focused on this one insignificant little um, facet of it instead of looking at the whole picture. And that's something that you and mommy both talked to us, Dad, is that we have to look at the bigger picture, not just the thing that's staring us right in the face. Mm -hmm. And that's something Jesus did. He didn't say, Lord, you don't love me since you're sacrificing me. He didn't say that, but he understood how much the Lord loved him regardless of the situation because he was focused on all the many ways that the Lord showed that he loved him. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's a really, that's really good. La Charles. Um, you remember Cain in the beginning when, after he had murdered his brother, the Lord asked him, where is your brother? And what did he reply? Am, Am I, I my, my brother's, brother's keeper? keeper? Mm -hmm. But the Lord Jesus, who is or was the firstborn among many brethren, right? Yes. That's who he is, but now there's many br brethren. So he, that's who he is, but he looked at our rejoining the heavenly community, our having an opportunity to call God Father as incentive for him to lay down his life, uh -huh. to, to follow through with it. And he looked to the, the satisfaction and the joy that the Father would have in welcoming the reunion of the rest of his family, the ones that he wanted to draw near to, but he couldn't because of sin. Having that back, he was able to see beyond, why do I have to care about these people? Why do I have to lay down my life for someone else? Um, to see, like as you said, LeCharles, the big picture. And that's very profound. Um, Cain was the first murderer in the, in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. He had no example of that, but yet came to it with swift hands to be the first murderer. And, um, but on the contrary, and that was someone in sin clearly, but on the contrary, the great love that the Lord Jesus has to go, I'll lay down for my brethren. I'll lay down for the rest of creation and humanity so that there can be restoration and reconciliation. Um, and you know, that, that just, that, that speaks volumes that speaks volumes. And then also, um, sometimes, you know, uh, we feel like unless you love me in this way that I want you to love me, God, you don't love me, which is something that you brought up the Charles. Um, and it reminds me of Abraham. Abraham wanted a child so desperately and, you know, we'll say by hook or crook. <laughs> He, he didn't still, he wasn't doing anything wrong, but he was just so desperate. He was willing to adopt children. He was right. willing to surrogate children. He was willing to take another wife. I mean, he was, he really wanted the child. And when God would come and speak with him about blessing, he would go, God, you gave me no child. <laughs> Lord, like, man, what are we talking about here? Because I'm, you know, I'm focused on this thing right here. I'm, you know, beating my drum, if you will, because that's what my heart's desire is. You put this longing in me. You, you told me about it, but I still don't have it. And then it can make it feel like there's, you know, a lack of love. But all the time and all the while for Abraham, God was bestowing 
his love and lavishing his love and bestowing blessings upon him so that when the child came, the child would have provision Mm -hmm. that was necessary. The child would actually have an inheritance and be able to sustain life, his life and grow forward and provide for the coming generations. God was looking at the whole picture and the way that he provided his love to Abraham, but Abraham struggled because it wasn't directly the way that he wanted to receive it. So even us looking at how great the Lord's encompassing love is that goes around us on every side and does the perfect will of the father so that we can truly um, be blessed and there be no sorrow with it. How sorry would Abraham have felt if he had this son, him and Sarah had this son, but then they had no sheeps, no cattle, no herds to milk the, you know, give the child sustenance. There's no inheritance for Exactly. Him. They didn't have, you know, the, the gold or whatnot they needed to trade and barter because there was no land assignment given at that time. So you, you understand how perfect God is. So that was what she said, LaCharles, was just encouragement for me and for us to remember the all-encompassing love of God mm-hmm. as we're looking at this as well, that he's going to love us the way he knows loving us is best, the way he loves, which is his best and absolute perfection. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for your abundance of love that you showed to us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you love us even though we're not perfect, Lord. We can never be perfect. And Lord, we also just thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord, that you gave him for us, Lord, so that way we can enter into your kingdom, Lord, and have repentance through his blood, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.